it was impossible to sit on the fence between communism and capitalism, try though many smaller countries did. The fear of nuclear annihilation was a constant menacing cloud. But the more time passes, the more amorphous the idea of the Cold War becomes. With its ending, the era of ideological politics seemed to vanish into thin air, the world's leaders replaced by a new breed of managerial politicians, many of whom did not seem to believe in anything at all. How was it that the world could have fought so hard, for so long, and so dangerously, over what were merely philosophical ideals? But was it an ideological conflict? The question is one that has, over the decades, aroused debate in historical circles. Indeed, some historians have taken the ideology out of the Cold War and argued that it was about international power politics and national self-interests. The schools of thought can be roughly divided into three groups. During the early years of the Cold War, the orthodox view was that it was a struggle against Stalinist expansionism. During the middle years, the revisionists saw the conflict in terms of the USA's determination to impose itself and its economic system on the rest of the world. It was the post-revisionists, during the latter years of the Cold War, who cast the ideological factor to the winds. Since then, there has been a gradual return to stressing the importance of ideology. This has partly come about because of the availability of new archive material from countries other than Western Europe or the USA, particularly the former Soviet bloc countries and Asia. This has added deeper understanding to the role that ideology played in dividing the world. It has shown more clearly how the main protagonists, particularly the two superpowers, judged other countries and regional conflicts by their ideological allegiances. This was the benchmark by which the Soviet Union and the USA determined which of the smaller nations were camp followers and which were not. Even when the political affiliation of another country was only skin deep, as was often the case in Africa or the Middle East, the perception from Washington or Moscow was of ideological commitment. There are several instances where U.S. perception that an emerging African nation, for example, was ideologically sympathetic to communism, served to make it so. The history of the Cold War for most people living in the West was, until the 1990s, the West's version of events. The availability of new archive material and a distance from events has enabled historians to redress a previously skewed picture. As a result, in recording this new history, some aspects of this book may be seen as unduly harsh on America and Western actions and motives. This is inevitable. The dissemination of information during the Cold War was not objective. It was aimed at winning a war. So, for example, the building of the Berlin Wall, still popularly portrayed as a heinous crime against humanity, was, in reality, a relief for the West, because it stabilised an unstable situation. Or, nearer to our own time, the emergence in the 1970s of a strong new leader in Iraq called Saddam Hussein was greeted positively by both Britain and the USA. The Americans even sent a young emissary by the name of Donald Rumsfeld to have secret talks with him in 1983. 
During the Cold War, the media, from which most people derive their awareness of current events, was susceptible, both wittingly and unwittingly, to government propaganda. Latterly, the US government itself has set the record straight on some issues by releasing previously secret documents. Twenty years after the event, for example, it was revealed that Kennedy and Khrushchev had arranged a secret deal during the Cuban Missile Crisis. The drip of information about the Cold War will continue for many years to come. There will be more revelations, and perceptions will be modified again. The haphazard manner in which archive material becomes available means that evaluating the Cold War will remain a problem. A new document does not provide the final answer. It only adds a piece to the jigsaw. All history is selective. This is particularly so with the Cold War because of its geographical extent and large time span. The tendency has been for